Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Today's episode of Geek History Lesson is sponsored by Podcorn. And no, that's not your new favorite popcorn flavor. Podcorn is a marketplace website that connects podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities. We here at Geek History Lesson, we use Podcorn, and that's how this ad happened. It's a super simple website where if you see a brand that you like, you reach out, and if they say yes, boom, you have a podcast sponsor. And here's the best thing about Podcorn. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform. They can set their own rates and they can collaborate with brands directly. You do not have to have the largest podcast on the market to find sponsorship on Podcorn. And here's an added bonus. You never give up any rights to your podcast, which is key for us here at Geek History Lesson. So start monetizing your podcast right now by signing up at podcorn.com slash podcasters. That's podcorn.com slash podcasters. I want to thank Podcorn for sponsoring this episode. And now on to the show. He's one of the most solid dudes in the DC Universe. It's time to talk about Jon Stewart, the Green Lantern, because your geek history lesson is now in session. Hello and welcome to Geek History Lesson. I am Jason Emerald Inman. I am Ashley Victoria Robinson. Welcome to your Mind University because you have stumbled onto the podcast where we take one character, team, or hard light construct from popular culture and teach you everything you need to know about them in about an hour. That was really hard for me to say. Sounds like Ashley has forgotten what this podcast is. boy. We just started. And this week we are talking about... A great Green Lantern character. Who's that, Jason? We're talking about John Stewart, Woo! Green Lantern, or two eight point two eight one four point two, actually. In uh, my opinion, probably the most well known Green Lantern. Well, that is an argument to be had. I don't know if that argument will happen in this episode or not. Probably not. So uh, <laughs> we this episode was suggested by a couple of people, specifically Patrick McMillan. And Ethan Isaiah Mackey. So thank you to both of you gentlemen for suggesting the John Stewart Green Lantern episode. Ashley, if they want to suggest future episodes, where can they go? If you want to be as awesome as our TAs and request future episodes, you can go to geekhistorylesson.com, facebook.com slash geekhistorylesson, or on Twitter at GHL Podcast. There's a whole bunch of ways to contact us in all those places. And we're going to go right into the first section of our podcast, the 10 Cent Origin. Ashley, what is the 10 Cent Origin? Well, that is all of the basics, who's it's and what's it's and creators, in case you go to a 2814-themed cocktail party and someone doesn't know who Jon Stewart is. Jon Stewart is also known as Green Lantern, 
the master builder, or Dark Star. He was created by Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams, and his first appearance was in Green Lantern number 87 in December of 1971. His team affiliations are the Green Lantern Corps, the Justice League, the Guardians of the Universe, the Dark Stars, the U.S. Marine Corps, the Indigo Tri, and the Ultraviolet Marine Corps. His abilities, of course, all come from his Green Lantern Power Ring, which include abilities like flight, force field, space travel, space travel again, space travel in warp speeds, hard light constructs, or translation of all languages. I just wanted to make sure you knew that he travels in space a lot. Mm. And of course, he was portrayed on the Justice League, the animated series by Phil Lamar. Now, um, before we get into the main lesson here for Jon Stewart, I just want to say Jon Stewart's kind of a special character to me because um, some university students might know that I wrote a book called Super Soldiers, Mm -hmm. a salute to the comic book heroes and villains that served our country. Now, this details my military career in relationship to comic book superheroes that also served and I have a John Stewart chapter in my book and I thought if it was okay I could read a little excerpt from my book right now from the John Stewart chapter I think you should it's one of my favorite chapters in the book okay so here we go but who is John Stewart how would you describe him? He's more than simply Hal Jordan's partner. He's more than a cartoon character. Cartoon character, excuse me. He's a Green Lantern of change. I'm not just referring to his skin color either. Sure, he's the first Green Lantern main character who is African American, but John Stewart is not simply a character defined by his ethnicity. He's defined by change. When he was first introduced in comics, John was an architect. His occupation was later changed to Marine. With the retcon in place, John went from one military organization to another, trading the Marine Corps for the intergalactic policing of the Green Lantern Corps. He later went from psychic to leader. During his first adventure, John is Hal Jordan, the main Green Lantern sidekick, basically a trainee. Eventually, Jon Stewart ascends the ranks and leads the Green Lantern Corps and its thousands of members from across the galaxy. Could this be attributed to a military attitude from his time in the Marines? Switching from base to base and mission to mission is common for anyone in the armed forces. Are service members like John at ease with that? I doubt it, especially since John's military service was a change to his already established character history. John went from authority-questioning architect to order-following rule-abiding Green Lantern pretty quickly. When he was introduced, he yelled at Hal Jordan constantly. When he was transformed into a Marine, he yelled orders at Hal instead. In many ways, this ship turned his entire character into the stereotype of a good soldier. I mean, no offense with that statement to any of the Marines listening. A character steeped in the rules and methods of a service member. It's now Jon Stewart's most defining trait. Now, I have more to say about Jon Stewart, but you can read it all in my book, Super Soldiers, A Salute to the Comic Heroes and Villains That Served. It's available on Amazon, or you can get signed copies personally from me at jasoninman.com slash store. I also think you just proved your bona fides in case anyone was wondering why you're teaching this lesson. <laughs> why is that? Well, because you're obviously an authority on John Stewart. <laughs> you, have like, a lot, you have a lot to say about him. That's very I thoughtful. I like old Johnny. So let's move straight into the old me cute of old Johnny. Which is where we stole a term for romantic comedy writing, and we are going to tell you where we first met this character and how cute it was. And I'm pretty sure Jason can guess mine. 
Justice League the Animated Series. Yes. Yes, like many people of my generation, uh, that was where I first met Jon Stewart. I was not much of a Green Lantern reader until I got a little older. Um, And that's, you know, that's why I think he's uh, probably the most well-known Green Lantern. Jason, where did you first meet and cute John Stewart? In the 90s during Kyle Rayner's Green Lantern run. Now, during this, uh, I knew a lot of John because John was sort of an architect to Kyle, but he was also the leader of this group called the Dark Stars. And during a certain battle in Green Lantern, specifically Green Lantern 75, John gets injured and he gets put in a wheelchair. Mm. And he ends up dating a cool alien babe. So this is the John Stewart uh, yes. that I knew. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Cool. Shall we move into the History 101? Sure. That is the main meat of the lesson where Professor Jason is going to lay down everything we need to know about uh, John Stewart. Now, John, there's a little bit of publication history here. John was created from the need for a substitute Green Lantern in the book. Now, Neil Adams later claimed in an interview in Back Matter magazine in December of 2010 that he and Julie Schwartz, the editor at the time, had the following conversation. We ought to have a black Green Lantern, not because we're liberals, but because it just makes sense, end quotes. So, John Stewart is one of DC Comics' earliest black superheroes in publication history but he's not the first what who is the first ashley we have talked about this gentleman on this podcast do you know who the first dc comic superhero is black dc comic superhero black lightning that is correct it is not john stewart like many people believe so it's black lightning old jefferson pierce he's the first black green lantern well true but he's also only the third Green Lantern in publication history. So. Well, I'm just I, I'm just saying if people want to. So. <laughs> yes. All right. Funny. So into the fictional history. Yes. According to the ancient reader in the Tower of Talo, on the day of John Stewart's birth, an immortal guardian of the universe prophesies that John would grow to become the legendary hero known as the Opener of Doors. And we might reference that later, but we'll find out. Okay. John Stewart is an architect, later retconned into a veteran U.S. Marine from Detroit, Michigan, who was selected by the Guardians as a backup Green Lantern to the then-current Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. Yeah, because there's a lot of crossover with when Green Lanterns become Green Lanterns, Mm -hmm. because Hal's kind of always around. Yep. Now, after the previous backup, Guy Gardner was seriously injured after getting hit by a car while trying to save a civilian. Because if there's one thing we know about Guy Gardner, he gets hit by buy things a lot and has a lot of hand injuries and we'll learn more about him maybe in an upcoming Geek History lesson. Now, although Hal Jordan initially objected to the decision after seeing that Stuart had a belligerent authority, excuse me, a belligerent attitude to authority figures, the Guardian stood by their decision and chided Jordan for his supposed bigoted outlook on the issue. Now, Jordan explained that he just felt that even though Stuart might have the integrity for the task, he obviously would have a chip on his shoulder bigger than the Rock of Gibraltar. (laughs) Okay, hyperbole much? Yes. Now, John was trained in the usage of his power ring by Kat Matui, the Green Lantern on the planet Korrigar. Now, Ashley, what is important about the planet Korrigar? Mm, you know, that's a really excellent question, Jason. What's important about the planet Korrigar? Do you not know? No. It is the home planet of Sinestro. Oh, I did The know biggest that. Green Lantern villain of all time. Yep. So, the duo 
went on to have many adventures together and eventually fell in love. Kat Matui and John, that is, not John and Hal Jordan. <laughs> or now, Sinestro. Now, Kat and John went on to serve with the Green Lantern Corps on Earth, including alongside Hal Jordan, Arisa, Kilowog, Salak, and other Green Lanterns. And soon, they were married eventually. Aww. Yes. Now, uh, John Stewart went on to fill on for Hal Jordan in a lot of missions when Hal Jordan was away with the Justice League. And during the time when Hal Jordan gave up being a Green Lantern in the 1980s, the Guardian selected John Stewart for full-time duty, and Stewart served that role for some years. Fun fact, it was during this time that John was actually employed as an architect for Ferris Aircraft Company, which, of course, is hey. Hal Jordan's, uh, you know, company that only hires him after he has a few drinks. So there you go. Yes. Uh, during his first few years of publication, John even appeared on Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, of course, if you want to know more about that, you should check out our Crisis Club episodes on Geek History Lesson. What are the numbers of those episodes? Well, I don't know. 282 to 287. Ashley knows. I don't. That's okay. That's what I'm here for. Uh, John Stewart soon faced tragedy when Sinestro managed to depower his Green Lantern ring and Cap Matui was murdered by a star sapphire, leading John to be falsely accused of killing Carol Ferris in retribution because Carol Ferris was obviously a star sapphire many mm-hmm. times over. <laughs> John Stewart next appeared in a storyline called Cosmic Odyssey. Great writ- title. Written by Jim Starlin and Mike Mignola, who is famous for drawing Hellboy, Hellboy. and creating Hellboy's course. Uh... Having left Earth and Hal Jordan's ear for space, during the storyline, John Stewart came upon the planet Zenshi and was unable to save its citizens from destruction as the planet blew up and this decision would haunt John for the rest of his career because, of course, he thought that he could save Zanshi. And you write a lot about that in your chapter, actually, and how that affects him. Indeed, because John was so distraught by his failure that he actually contemplated suicide. Which is never the answer. Mm-hmm. Now, when John was able to finally forgive himself, he was featured in his first solo title titled Green Lantern Mosaic. Another great title. This is written by Gerard Jones and drawn by Cully Hamner, who is astounding. Mm -hmm. Now, John grew into a stronger, more complex hero by taking on the role of caretaker of the Mosaic world, which is actually a patchwork of communities from multiple planets that have been brought to Oa by an insane guardian who had invaded John's mind. Now, we're going to talk about the series a little bit, because this is, quite honestly, one of the greatest Green Lantern books of all time. We're not going to talk about the writer a lot, Mm -hmm. because you can go Google and you'll see why. And we're just not going to mention them anymore. But it's an important John story, so we're going to Ashley, have you heard about this book? What do you know about Green Lantern Mosaic? Um, I know Mosaic is not collected. No, it's not! Um, and that makes me so mad! So for a long time, children, before trade... Sorry for yelling the mic. Before trade paperbacks, you blew out everyone's ear. Before trade paperbacks were commonplace. Trade paperbacks were rare. Mm-hmm. And so if you're as old as Jason and I... Uh, there were certain runs that were not collected. Well, they didn't collect everything in runs like they do now. Exactly. Um, But there were certain runs that people sort of lauded or really recommended checking out. And Mosaic was always one that I had heard about that you had to go hunting in Mm -hmm. quarter bins for. 19 issues. Yep. Now you can find it digitally. Can you? Well, you can find it. That's hope. Um, But it's, uh, it's a really great story. It. In my opinion, have you read it? I have. Have you read all of it? I have. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I didn't know that. It's quite dated now, um, as one might expect for something written decades ago. But um, 
this exemplifies the type of stories that Green Lantern can do that no one else. This is why Green Lantern can be special. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great example of that. So tell me about Mosaic. Well, I'm not going to give you everything about Mosaic because I do think that people should hunt it down and read it. But I'm going to give you enough to hopefully whet your appetite. Okie dokie. This book is Deep Space Nine Green Lantern. <laughs> if you understand that reference. Um, I remember reading this back in the day in the $10 comic packages I would find in Walmart and it blew my mind. So let me tell you about the Mosaic world. Please. It is a patchwork world of different aliens being put together. They are initially distrustful of each other, and the various communities sometimes come to battle, even leading to fatalities. Now, some of the cities had life forms hostile to each other. Others had life that liked each other. Stuart deals with the less fatal problems as overpopulation and the fact that some of the cities are only inhabited by two people. And assisting Stuart in his efforts of are the citizens of the Evergreen City, including several youngsters whose parents are suffering severe mental problems due to their unique situation. Now, John gives these children less powerful Green Lantern rings, and they help assist them in future conflicts. Now, he tries to build roads between the cities, and that is a big thing because he's an architect. And he also views him taking care of Mosaic World as a penance for the destruction of Zanshi, which, mm-hmm. he, which he blames himself for. Making, he tries to make the Mosaic World the best it could be. Then at the end of the series, John eats his Green Lantern ring and becomes the first mortal guardian of the universe. He gets his wife, Kat Matui, back. And the issue, the series ends with him playing piano in a very surrealistic way because Green Lantern was, excuse me, was canceled at 18 issues, mm-hmm. not 19. Uh, and most of his ending was actually ignored by future Green Lantern comics. Um However, in an unusual move, and although the sales of the book were very strong, Green Lantern Mosaic was canceled at issue 18, and Cully Hamner later said uh, in an interview, and I quote, As I was told at the time, Green Lantern Mosaic didn't fit with the DC editorial vision, whatever that means. Sales also didn't matter. Fan support didn't matter. The first issue sold about 210,000 copies, and my last issue sold about 70,000. So there were plenty of support for the book. It was marked for cancellation when issue 5 came out, and they allowed Jerry Jones a year to wrap it up. But there was no doubt that it was being canceled because somebody upstairs just didn't care for it. So I had a feeling after a while of creatively being against the wall, it got it out before the end. so he's like, you pay your money, you take your chances. That's the comic biz. And um, he's absolutely true, ultimately. It actually says in the letter column of the final issue of Green Lantern Mosaic, because I've read it, uh, that um, the writer, uh, who I will not name, mm-hmm. um, says that he had planned it being 25 issues. Mm-hmm. So he had to wrap up everything early. It's pretty close, though. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not bad. We've seen, we've seen uh, great stories cut off far sooner than that. Um, as well, can I um, can I interject with a really quick action figure spotlight? Uh, for Green Lantern Mosaic. Yeah. Okay. There is a DC Universe Classics Cat Matui figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she has her little feathered haircut. Okay. Uh, it looks great. That's cool. I didn't. Yeah. Know, I didn't know there was a Cat Matui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Share it online, please. I certainly will. Soon after Mosaic, tragedy struck. Oh, no. And Hal Jordan became possessed by Parallax. It is a tragedy. And he destroyed both the Guardians and the Central Power Battery. So, how does this affect John? Well, 
he had finally fixed Mosaic World, right? And it all fell apart when Hal Jordan destroyed the Green Lantern core of the Nudging and Parallax. John was rendered powerless because he lost his Green Lantern ring. Hal literally ruins everything. Yep. He became human <laughs> again, and Cat Matui died. No! Yep. Later, it was revealed that most of the Mosaic World was evacuated by a multi-species coalition in anticipation of the battle, uh, and the survivors of the experiments were actually taken back to their original home worlds. So most of the... So Mosaic World is not another Zanchi. Good. Just to Good. understand... Zanchi's the big disaster. Yeah. Uh, although if I was writing John Stewart, I would have him talk about Mosaic all the time. So, having lost everything, John is recruited by the controllers to join and lead the Dark Stars, mm. which is a kind of a low rent uh, Green Lantern core, yes. which is needed now more than ever. Now that all the Green Lantern core is gone, to increase his ranks, John set out many veteran Green Lanterns to become Dark Stars. He also met his new love and fellow Dark Star, Marin Dathalus. And in a battle with Graven, who is an illegitimate son of Darkseid, John suffered severe injuries that left him crippled and he lost the ability to walk. He soon left the Dark Stars and returned to Earth with Marin. Now, this happens in Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern number 75, which is one of my favorite single issues of all time. So I highly, highly suggest reading it. Now, during the events of Final Night, when the sun went out, Hal visited John and used his near-limitless power to grant him the ability to walk again. This also resulted in John having the power to unleash blasts of green energy for a time. However, all this faded, and John found himself unable to walk again. Now, when Kyle Rayner first absorbed the power of Ion, he was able to diagnose John Stewart's condition. What's Ion, Ashley? Ion is all the power of the of light in the universe. It's the power of will. It's the it's um, the spirit. Like parallax is a spirit representation of fear. Ion is a spiritual representation of will. Kyle's been so many things. So, um, so apparently there was an energy block off blockage left over from what Hal did during the final night that was preventing John from walking again. So. Kyle removed it. However, John, John found that he could still not walk. It was then that John's psychologist helped, John's psychologist helped him realize why. Mm. And for a long time, he had been re, he'd been repressing the memories of the f- car accident during his childhood that killed his sister, and subconsciously he was punishing himself. Once John realized this and accepted the truth, he was able to walk again because he was no longer punishing himself for the loss of his sister. That's kind of cool. I don't like that. I like that they didn't physically um, disable him, Mm -hmm. even though there's tons of incredible disabled people and there's incredible disabled characters. We scream that about Oracle all the time. Um, But it feels like a really mean thing to do to this incredibly important uh, character to be like, "Mm, you just can't walk. By making it psychosomatic, you are able to give him his powers back. And I respect that. Sure. Now, after Terry Berg, who was Kyle Rayner's art assistant, was brutally beaten for being homosexual, Kyle lost the will to stay on Earth, and he, and he needed to get away from Earth for a while, and he left John Stewart a letter explaining this. With the letter, he also left a duplicate of his power ring, and Kyle had trusted John to protect things while he was gone, and John was glad to have the opportunity because it had been years since he had taken to the size as a Green Lantern, and he would later rejoin the Justice League of America. 
unfortunately, after this, John only pops up here and there, and he never really gets his own series like we saw with Mosaic. He just gets a series of standard Green Lantern adventures. We're going to go through that, but we're going to kind of, these aren't really John stories from here on out. They're all Green Lantern stories. Stories that John appears in. Yes. Which is a bummer. Now, John faces some pretty heavy consequences during the Sinestro Corps War. After Bedovian, a Sinestro Corps member, takes out several Green Lanterns, John Stewart uses his power ring as a scoped sniper rifle to track the nearby sectors. Mm. He eventually discovers Bedovian's hiding spot and shoots him, killing him, as a Green Lantern Corps members were all given the ability to kill Sinestro Corps members. Uh, but don't worry too much, Bedovian is resurrected in Blackest Night. And uh, if you know anything about over uh, Patreon, we know everything about Blackest Night Club. Diving right in. Go check that out. Tons of lanterns. Patreon.com slash Jawin. Now, that is also the issue where it is first uh, referenced that Jon Stewart is a Marine Corps member, which was the thing that was a retcon from the Justice League cartoon. Mm. I'm going to talk about that a little bit right now. Um, So... um, John Stewart was later approached by the Guardians to become one of the Alpha Lanterns, which is a new division of Corps devoted to the internal affairs of the Corps. Stewart, desiring more information about the secrecy of the Forbidden Prophecies, declined the offer to the extreme disappointment of the Guardians. Now, as I said, a lot of the stories during this time were showing that John was a Marine. This was a retcon from an episode of the Justice League cartoon where... John meets Metamorpho mm. and they all they call each other jarheads and that's like the first place that mm. John was ever referenced to be a marine. If you look at John Stewart's design in the Just League cartoon, I was just thinking that. He has the jarhead haircut. Mm. So at this time is when it was started to show up in the comic books. So during a storyline called Green Lantern Secret Origin where we retconned Hal Jordan's uh origin they say that he was in the Air Force, and he meets a young John Stewart in a bar who is a Marine. Mm, cute. So, back to the comic books. Uh, during the Rage of the Red Lantern story arc, John Stewart is one of the guards assigned to escort Sinestro to Korrigar, his home planet, hey. to face execution. However, the Green Lanterns are ambushed by the Sinestro Corps and the Red Lantern Corps under the charge of Atrocitus, but they are saved by Saint Walker of the Blue Lantern Corps. John, however, is infected with the Red Lantern's rage. And St. Walker, the Blue Lantern, has to conjure up a blue energy construct of his dead wife, Katmatui, who heals John and calms him down by showing him a vision of him flying in the past with Katmatui. In the same issue, Fatality is converted into a star sapphire and orders her ring to locate John Stewart. Now, you may be asking, like, why does that matter? Well... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov 
careers. Fatality is a survivor of Zanshi. Hey, that planet that yes. John didn't help save. Or he did and it didn't work. When she tracks down John, she tells him that she forgives him and kisses him. Before departing, she encourages John to forgive himself for what happened to Zanshi. Now, she's a star sapphire, Ashley. Why is that a, de- a big deal? Well, star sapphires, um, I think most people probably know them as being the core that Carol Ferris is sometimes a part of, but they uh, worship and are powered by love. That's correct. So that when she says the forgive himself and love himself, that yeah, kind of makes sense. Love doesn't always mean uh, romantic love, mm-hmm. and that's a powerful idea. And then we get to Blackest Night. Blackest Night, of course. We're going to talk about that over Blackest Night Club or at patreon.com slash jawin. Yep. Uh, it's a Green Lantern episode. I'm going to say it a lot. Get ready to it. Get used to it. Well, there's lanterns all over the place. Every lantern. Buckle up. Um, John actually takes a leave of absence from Earth mm. to go back to Zanshi mm. and to help into an attempt to help to rebuild the world. Mm. So when John visits the grave of the planet Zanshi, thousands of black rings fly into the planetary debris and reconstitute the entire planet. Ooh. Zanshi itself then speaks to John telling him, I can help you save them. When he goes down to the reconstituted planet surface of Zanshi, he finds himself confronted by Katmatui, and the entire population of Zanshi are now black zombie lanterns. Ugh. And while battling them all, Katmatui tries to weaken John by claiming that he caused Zanshi's destruction. False. However, John, spurred by Fatality's words, believes finally that he was not the cause of it and successfully fights off all the Black Lanterns. Nice. Now, after the Blackest Night, we're going to skip ahead again to the War of the Green Lanterns. Crona, the guy who is very integral to Christ's son of an Earth, and one of the original uh, Guardians of the Universe, who actually created the Green Lantern Rings, he controls, or gets control, of all the emotional entities of the different colored core. Now, that includes Ion. That includes Parallax and a bunch of the other ones who Doesn't I don't remember the names. Basically everyone. That's what I said. He controls all the emotional allies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the entities. He doesn't control the cores. He controls the entities. Oh, the spirits. I see. Oh, okay. Thank okay. you for clear. I was like, yes. that's just a bunch of people. No, he controls the cool, spirits. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. So he defeats the guardians of the universe mm-hmm. with that power. And he installs Parallax back into the central power battery of the Green Lantern Corps. Now, Ashley, Parallax was in the Green Lantern power battery for a long, long, long time before it took control of Hal Jordan. Yes. How did that affect the Green Lanterns? What did Parallax do back in the day that modern Green Lanterns don't have anymore? Like, what is the thing that Parallax affected that modern Green Lanterns don't have a problem with anymore? Uh, Didn't it make them susceptible to yellow? That is correct, because Parallax is yellow. So he puts Parallax back into the central power battery. Bad news bears. Which... Also gives them the weakness to yellow again, mm-hmm. but also allows Parallax to take control of the vast majority of the Green Lantern Corps to infect them with fear. Ooh. In order to have the power to fight, Hal Jordan proposes that the Earth Lanterns all take off their power rings and use power rings that he has collected from the other colored Lantern Corps. So he gives John Stewart the Indigo Power Ring. And John becomes an Indigo Lantern. What are the Indigo Lanterns, Ashley? They are the Lantern Corps that is powered by empathy? Uh, Yes, compassion. Compassion, sorry. Same thing. Now, the four Earth Lanterns, Hal Jordan, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, and Kyle Rayner, 
can you do you by the way do you want to take guesses on what they all picked as their colors Ooh, they picked so them? you know so you know john is indigo mm-hmm. kyle is this when kyle becomes a white lantern no kyle is blue kyle's a blue lantern um guy is orange guy's red i know it was orange or red it's always red so and what color does pal pick Uh, 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 green. <laughs> he can't use green. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. No, yellow. Because he's uh, 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 was to free Mogo. Now, Ashley, hey. who's Mogo? Mogo is the sentient Green Lantern planet. Yes. Who's super cool. Yes, indeed. I like Mogo. And at this time, Mogo is sort of the home world of the, the Green Lanterns. Yeah. But now he's being controlled by Parallax, so he's kind of oh, evilly. Oh, right, because of the power same. battery. Um, so on the way, John attempts to stop the flow of tainted rings sent out by Mogo, because Mogo is the one who sends and controls the Green Lantern and rings. Mogo's possessed, so Mogo don't know any better. Well, Mogo's sending them to evil people. Yeah. Okay. Um, as John and Kyle head for Mogo's core, they discover residual Black Lantern energy in Mogo's core. Now, because sentient beings were dying and Kronos forces were growing, these tainted green lanterns mm-hmm. with every second, John made a difficult decision. He harnessed the power of a black lantern and he killed Mogo. Whoa. Now, Kyle is horrified by John's actions and attempts to gather pieces of Mogo back together to restart the core of Mogo and bring him back to life. Mm-hmm. But... I kind of think John Stewart made the soldiers the soldiers' decision, and uh, kind of the you know the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Well, it's it's kind of also like um, the idea of like putting down a sick animal. Yeah, compassion, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So in its in its hardest form, also um, a genius move for John because it echoes Zanchi, but it's his choice instead of his failure. That's right. Now, during the storyline, the rise of the third army, John and Fatality, the Zanshi survivor, begin a romantic relationship. Oh, that's cute. While they attempt to collect all the scattered pieces of Mogo until it's revealed that he really wasn't romancing Fatality, but he was actually romancing a Durlin clone. Oh. Now, John vows to search for the real Fatality. He locates and reunites with her on a Durlin prison planet, but Fatality attacks him, and she reveals to him that the Zamorans had influenced her into becoming a star sapphire, forcing her to love him when she actually hates him and still blames him for the fall of her planet. Boo. Then DC Rebirth happened. And John was put into a leadership position of the mixed Green Lantern and Sinestro Corps alliance when the two decided to unite and both exist on Oa, mm-hmm. an alliance which he proposed, and that basically brings us into the modern day. Yes, and we don't uh, we don't want to spoil anything. Well, I mean, I'm not going to get too current because John isn't doing a lot. Yeah, which is a bummer. So, all right, that's it. That's it for the lesson. Let's go into the recommended reading. Yes, where if you liked anything that Jason laid down here about John Stewart, he is going to recommend stuff that if you go to geekhistorylesson.com slash recommended reading, you can click on a little widget, you can purchase it and get it shipped to your home, and a little bit of support comes back our way so that we can reconstitute the core of the Mind University. Look, Green Lantern Mosaic has not been collected, so none of these are that. 
So, book one is War of the Green Lanterns. This is where John becomes an Inigo Lantern and he kills Omogo. Book two, I'm going to recommend for John Stewart, is Green Lantern Corps Blackest Night. Nice. Uh, this is where John has to deal with Cat Matui. This is where John mm-hmm. has to deal with Black Lantern Zanchi. And then book three, I'm going to recommend you. It is about John Stewart. Even though it's called Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Volume One, uh-huh, Sinestro's uh-huh. Law. Now, John Stewart's a big part of this book, and I don't want to spoil a lot of stuff, but this is the book where John proposes the idea of the Sinestro Corps and the Green Lanterns teaming up, and that instead of having two Green Lanterns for every sector, you have one Green Lantern and one Sinestro Corps member. I think it's an interesting idea. I think it's a it's an interesting way to play with the idea of, uh, to use a Star Wars reference, bringing balance to the Force. Yes. And now we're going to go into the discussion. And we're going to be joined by our dear, dear friend who has appeared on our Top 10 Arrow episode series. And he's appeared with Ashley to review Black Lightning Season 2. You know him as an incredible stand-up comedian, a panelist of Collider Movie Talk, the host of the Mad Titan podcast, and a leader of the Super Villains Squad. Please welcome Mr. Mr. Jay Washington. Jay Washington, welcome back to Geek History Lesson. Thank you, man. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad we decided, you're glad you decided to hit me up. I was like, hey, you want to do this again? <laughs> you, you you actually like me. You know what I'm saying? You like me. Watch your head. Don't hit it on that light. I, I know. We're recording it at Jay's uh, secret supervillains uh, <laughs> layer. layer of Legion of Doom. Um, but we're not here to talk about any villains, because I know that's the Mad Titan podcast. Your whole brand is about villains, but we're here to talk about a hero. Yes. John Stewart, Green Lantern. Now, I have some personal connections to John Stewart Green Lantern because, mm. you know, he is a service member and, Marine. and he's a great, great Green Lantern. He was great in the Justice League cartoon. What is your connection to John Stewart? How much do you love him? Let's hear some of your John Stewart bona fides. Well, again, you have a character growing up when you hear, when you hear superhero characters. I've always, I, will, I will always say this. Growing up, you didn't hear of that many African-American characters yeah. and that many African-American characters in a forefront leadership role. So then, you know, time goes around and then you still get into comic books and whatever. And then you hear about a black Green Lantern and you're like, what? Okay, let's see. And so you read his story and you start reading. You're like, wait, this dude is not just a sidekick. He's not an offshoot. He's at the forefront. He's a leader. He's a leader leader. You know, a lot of people have that title of he's a leader, but he's a leader leader. And so to see that has been like so dope and to watch the evolution and the different adventures he's had and what they've had him do and how he's never played a backseat to any of the other lanterns. Now, let me ask you this question, because it's a big thing that we talk about in this episode. The fact that John's marine background is a retcon. When John Stewart was originally introduced in the comic books, he was an architect. He was an architect, yeah. And it didn't come until the actual Justice League cartoon. Now, let me ask you, when you encountered John Stewart for the first time, was he always a Marine? I was a, I was a Marine, John Okay, Stewart. was it the cartoon? Yeah, it was the cartoon. That yeah. was my introduction to the yeah. cartoon, yeah. so Because, again, some comic books you stop reading and then you see cartoons. Mm-hmm. The Justice League cartoon was like, wait, what? Justice League cartoon was great. Yeah, because it was like, it was something <laughs> you had to see. Yeah. And so that was the introduction. He's a Marine, you know. And sometimes I know people be like, oh, well, they had to make him a soldier and stuff like mm. that. But there's a reason for this. There's a reason for the retcon. There's a reason you went back and said, we need this military leadership role because it's going to play out heavily throughout his art. Let me talk about this. So it's funny. Um, we talk about this a little bit in the episode, but I talk about this a lot in my book, Super Soldiers. You can get it at JasonEmmon.com. Plug, plug. Anyways, um, in the John Stewart chapter, 
I break down that I think the reason why they made him a Marine is that if you look at everybody else in that team, including Superman and Batman, none of them are the clear leader. They're actually, when you break them down, vigilantes to their core are rebels. Yeah. And making Jon Stewart the Marine makes him the leader of that team because he's the one that knows about teamwork. He's the one that knows about planning. He's the one that can tell them all what to do and they might listen. And to it him. gives them organization. Yes. Like they they're together collectively as the justice league. Mm-hmm. But like you just said, at any moment they can split off and say, we don't they all secretly it. hate Batman. They're, they're, no not gonna listen, they're not going to listen to Batman. They're not going to listen. You're not going to listen to Batman. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you billionaire bitch. Like nobody's going to listen to him. But that's the thing. Like, so when you have John Stewart, you have a dude who can rally the troops, yeah. you know, for figuratively speaking in realistic. Mm-hmm. He can fit, rally the troops. And so to do that is a smart move. And granted, you're always going to have that pushback. Yeah. You're like, how is he the leader? But then when you look at it, he's one of the most powerful Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. He has unbreakable will. Like, he yeah. can't be tested. And that, again, goes back to the retconning with his military. Yes. So it's like, you got to look at all the positives they've made with this mm-hmm. character and why they do it. Why do you think... Um so when they made him a Marine in the comic books, they brought in some of his architectural background and they say the idea that John's constructs, his Green Lantern constructs are more detailed because of the architect than everybody else. Yep. Do you like that? Do you think that's a good character yeah, trait? Yeah, because every again, we know the power of the Green Lantern is the power of will. So whatever you will yourself to have, you can just make anything. Granted, I hate going to this, the Green Lantern movie. We saw some of the wacky things Hal Jordan would do. Mm-hmm. But again, go into the comic books. Wacky things Hal Jordan would do. Reckless things Guy Gardner would do. You know, and Kyle Rayner's just there. Like, well, uh, hey, 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 that's my favorite. Green no, Kyle Rayner, actually, it's funny. In, in the comic books, they he's sort of the one that is the anime Green Lantern. Like, he makes giant mech robots and monsters yeah. and stuff, you know? So you have that. But then you have somebody who everything he builds out of his mind he sees it and it's structurally sound mm. so it will work that's the architecture the architect in him but also that's that leader yeah i need to make sure this works to this specificity this gives me the exact thing we needed to do and i think that's so dope with that also john stewart brought together the green and yellow lanterns that is true okay so that is a great point <laughs> uh there's a very recent addition and that's yeah. actually a great actually to be honest with you i really liked that i thought it was a great idea because you you take sworn enemies in a mm-hmm. sense and now make them work together for a common cause and mm-hmm. it's like okay no one else could do this even the guardians in a sense couldn't make mm-hmm. this not happen Not even how jordan N- not even how jordan but john stewart can do this and so that speaks volume about it also he was the first man to be a star sapphire. Like, come on now. He oh, the, yeah, that's right. He's the first man to be a star mm-hmm. sapphire. So it's like there are so many things that are, for lack of better words, historic with him that you don't hear with other characters. And that speaks volumes to the belief of the character, the backstory, and where you, like I said before, that arc where you want it to go. Now, at the time of this recording, we are in a sort of post-DC Rebirth world and the only there's like two Green Lantern titles being published. It's the Green Lantern mm-hmm. that stars Hal Jordan and it's Far Sector, which is a really cool book. Everybody, if you're not reading, you should go read Far Sector. Anyways, Jon Stewart is kind of nowhere to be seen. He's in the I think he's in the Justice League. I think he's in the Justice League book. But how do you feel about that? There really isn't a Green Lantern core book starring Jon Stewart out there right now. I think that's very weird for lack of better Mm -hmm. words because again this is a character you've put at the forefront of your lantern now you could go all different type of reasonings why they would put him in the on a back burner 
but I think you need to have something where I don't want to play that whole just wait and see yeah. if he's available. He should have been there. Like I know everybody will go, what about Hal Jordan? He's the main one we know of. Well, you've built this character. I think it is very eh, discerning that he's not mm-hmm. there. Like you should see more John Stewart and things. But again, we'll talk about it. How you still have live action. You you have movies, t- TV potentially. So. But again, in comic form, that's where he should be because you can do so much more in comic book form than you can on the live action spectrum, I believe. Well, let me ask you this. Jon Stewart has had his own solo title in the past. I actually had talked about it on this podcast. I love that there was a title in the 90s called Green Lantern Mosaic. And I think it's one of the greatest Green Lantern stories of all time. It's 20 issues and it's Jon Stewart's tale. Mm. It's about him living on this mosaic planet. Do you think currently... Do you think Jon Stewart could support a solo book? No Green Lantern Corps. It's Green Lantern, Jon Stewart. It's his book. Yeah. Because I believe, again, the leadership, the military qualities he possess, that can be applied to different missions throughout the entire DC universe. Again, without the core. Mm-hmm. You know, him having to do things on his own, him having to use his mind, using that indomitable will, that unbreakable will, him using those arc- that architect from what they've given him to be able to build and solve his way out of problems that are more complex than others, where he won't break, if you will. He's able to stay through it. I think, yeah, you could do that. I think you definitely could. I think it could. I, I definitely think it could work. And yeah. I kind of think it's it's kind of like what I've been always proclaiming that there should be a Lois Lane book. Okay. Um, we need to talk about that eventually. Yeah, yeah. There should there should be a Lois Lane book. There should be a Daily Planet book. There should be a Gotham Central book starring Commissioner Gordon. Anyways, the DC Universe, the DC Universe bench is so deep. Final question for you. Mm-hmm. As it stands currently in the DC comic books world, there are too many damn lanterns from earth there are too many damn green lanterns from earth there are i think at this time of this recording 75 uh that's probably not right but anyways you only get to keep two hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm going to ask you, uh, Jay, does John make those two? And who's the other person? So you only get to keep two of all. And it's just the, like there's there's Hal Jordan. There's John Stewart. There's Guy Gardner. There's Kyle Rayner. There's Simon Bass. There's Jessica Cruz. And there's now the new woman from um, Far Sector, who I cannot remember her name either right now. But she has she has the really dope Janelle Monet Green Lantern costume. Stewart is one of mine. So John makes it. Okay. John makes because you need a leader. Yep. You need a leader no matter what. The question of who follows. Hal got kicked out. So that that's that that automatically like you've been kicked out before. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah, you've been kicked out. Actually, so. to be honest with you, all of them have been kicked out multiple times. This is even, true. Even John. John. Yeah, they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, we can't. Yeah, because he did. It's I, a yo, recurring trope in their stories. <laughs> that like you, you're a lantern, but you're not. You're not. You know, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can be. Who is it though for me? Is it nah, is like? It, would you throw Guy Gardner in there with John because they have shown to work in the past? But also, John Stewart for a long time in the '90s was a supporting character of Kyle Rayner solo run, and he was a great character in that run. So I don't know. You think again, Kyle gels with him better? Again, you're a Kyle fan. I love Kyle, man. You're Kyle fan. Kyle is the torchbearer. He saved the Green Lanterns. I want to see if this is me. 
just to see what type of story you can come up with. Because Jessica Cruz was a cop, right? Or was it Simon? I don't think either one of them I were cops. Was cops. No, I don't think either one of them were they cops. They weren't? Okay. I'm, the new Far Sector Greenlander is a cop. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Uh, Again, I, I don't mean to make this the Far Sector podcast, but uh, that book's great. That book is see. really good. <laughs> so you're like, Jay, who are you picking? I know some of you all listening screaming. No, I'm not picking Hal. No, okay. I'm not picking Guy. All right, Guy's out. Okay. All right. Guy's out. For me, it's between two right now. All right, who are the two? It's between Kyle and Jessica. Oh, interesting. Okay. Who, I, li- I would, would like the better partner. Yeah. I want to see the dichotomy. We've seen the dichotomy, like you said, with Guy. I mean, with Kyle and John. Mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting to see Jessica and John because like the the expert and the rookie yep to watch the two of those mm-hmm. the rookie who is high strung who knows she can do this yep. and she's she's got to prove herself where john is like you don't have to do too much you know what i'm saying like yeah as a marine he's he's steadfast he's focused mm-hmm. like listen i get what you want to do i get what you want to be but it's like reeling them in and not having her take a back seat but training her in a sense to be that leader he is so i'd like to see that one all right. Well, I look forward to reading GLJJ Squared, uh, coming Damn. from DC Comics, written by Jay Washington. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for joining us, Geek Hush Lesson. Thank you always for having me on here. Uh, man, you're lovely. You're you're such a great guest. Where can people find you on the internet? Because I'm certain they're going to want to listen to your podcast. I'm hoping so. You can find the Mad Titan Podcast anywhere you get your podcast from. It's not just about superheroes. What it is is I get you caught up on everything that's happening in the Marvel and DC live action cinematic universes. That is every TV show and movie. It's barbershop talk for nerds. He watches too much. Way too much lord have mercy <laughs> <laughs> also twitter and instagram at mr j washington you can do that so yeah all right jay thanks again thank you and i think it was a f- an amazing discussion with jay washington we always love having him on the show He's so the please best. go follow him on twitter and he'll stick around for the ghl extra which you can only hear at patreon.com slash job hey. let's go over that next we're going to the teaching tweet yes we're in 140 characters or less when he remembers it professor jason is going to condense everything we just talked about you can find it on our official twitter at ghl podcast and i'm just waiting for you to stop talking oh <laughs> you were typing and I was trying to vamp. Sorry, I'm sorry. adding to my tweet, hey, Ashley. Nice. I can, you can, I can always rewrite. It's true. You can literally edit it until you start saying it. John Stewart, the military man who uses his will to push through the galaxy, making sure all species and every creature has the right to live their life the way they choose. A right John will defend till his death. Please collect Green Lantern Mosaic. <laughs> That's very nice. Well done. Yeah, there you go. Now we're going to honor roll. Where if you go over to Apple Podcasts and you leave us a five-star review, we'll read whatever you write because you are doing us a solid and helping us in the algorithm. If you are an international reviewer, please take a screenshot and email it to geekhistorylesson at gmail.com. We want to include you, but we can only access the Apple Podcasts in our country. Who is joining the honor roll today, Jason? First one comes from Only Elaine, who says, Jason and Ashley are a force to be reckoned with. Green... Geek history lesson is amazing, and I learned so much. For a future lesson, I'm hoping we do an Adam Strange episode. Keep it up, you guys. Love this podcast. Nice. Next one comes from Tavares Y, who says, To anyone who's looking for a nice background on your favorite comic book hero or villain, this is an entertaining way to get a summation of their history. I love the anticipation of seeing which new character or stories they dive to in each week. Sweet. And then the last one comes from 
Male Cinderella 3, who says, found this podcast after searching for Constantine info so I can be prepared for Legends of Tomorrow Season 4. I have not found an episode that does not entertain me, so please make more. I would be extremely happy if you guys continue with the Power Rangers franchise, even if it's only once a year. P.S. I love the Doctor Strange impression, Professor Ashley. Well, Male Cinderella number 3. It loves you. <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much to Only Elaine, Tavares Y, and Male Cinderella 3, and welcome into the Teacher's Lounge for joining the honor roll. There's a big pile of gold stickers in the corner left there by Mrs. Hazen. What does Mrs. Hazen teach? Only Little House in the Prairie literature. Love it. Yep. Uh, don't forget, guys, you can listen to us on everywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all those places. Go check us out over there. And also, Ashley, we have social media where they can suggest stuff. True. Where can they do that? You can suggest things like our fine TAs by going to geekhistorylesson.com, facebook.com slash geekhistorylesson, or on Twitter at GHL Podcast. And thanks to Patrick McMillan and Ethan Isaiah Mackey for suggesting John Stewart. Um, also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N. You can follow Ashley on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley V. Robinson. Hashtag stick around. What's that, Ashley? That is where we hope you stick through our plugs. And uh, we talk about extra stuff and people tweet at us. Tweet hashtag stick around if you've stuck around. We're going to be frank about this, Ashley. Yeah. Why haven't we seen Jon Stewart in live action yet? Because a producer and an executive at DC Comics really likes Hal Jordan. That's why. Do you think we should have? Absolutely. I think the movie should have been Jon Stewart. Mm-hmm. I think uh, more people know. I, I, I've said it like three times now. Because of the cartoon, most people who are not comics people, your lay people, your normies, know Jon Stewart. I remember... I think we've said this on another podcast when the original Green Lantern movie was coming out and everyone said, I thought Green Lantern was black. And I, I know. I think I was the one that gave you that idea, too, where I was like, it, a lot of people thought it should, should have been Jon Stewart. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, and I've said this, I think, on like every Green Lantern episode, like Hal Jordan is the least interesting Green Lantern in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I especially think in the current climate with Justice League so white as it is. I think I think we're right for John Stewart. Well, movie Justice League isn't really, but uh, we don't know I, if we're using any of those people. Right? Um, no, you're right. They actually have done a good job at bringing some actual diversity there, but those people are probably never coming back. So yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I don't hate the idea of a buddy cop, but I definitely think John Stewart should be present. And also, John Stewart gives you an opportunity to cast someone who's not 25. Like that's a character who's very. By modern standards, very serious, very stalwart. So, you know, you could have, um, right, the obvious choice is like an Idris Elba type playing that role. Do you think he should be in live action? Yep. I hope they go buddy cop. Me too. Cool. That's it. Thanks for listening to Geek History Lesson. I am Jason. Where is Mosaic Inman? I am Ashley Victoria Robinson. And Professor Jason, would you please dismiss the class? Class is dismissed. Hey. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.